And then talk about Vigo, the master of evil. Try to battle my boys? That's not legal. Ow! That's my favorite part of that song. I think it's legal. No, I mean, Vigo is an undead Carpathian king. There are no laws of man. <laughs> so, which well, you I think in the laws of Bobby Brown, though. Uh, oh. Actually, my lawyer, David Futurestein, <laughs> would like to comment on the legality of Vigo. Uh, go ahead, David. Um, yes, we are looking at him battling your boys. Statute 11.2, subsection B. On battling one's boys? <laughs> As you see here... Expressly forbidden. Welcome to Your Inner Child is an Idiot, the show, the podcast where we look back on things that you liked as a child and decide if they were good or not. I am Damon, and this is my co-host... DJ. Okay, I didn't know if you were waiting for me to say my name. Or, <laughs> or if I couldn't remember your name. <laughs> AJ? Is that it, was a very, I want to say AJ. That was a very Christopher Walken-esque introduction you just gave. How, welcome the podcast. to uh, And a Child is an Idiot. The podcast. It's here. Where we look back on shows... <laughs> or movies from your childhood, and we decide if it was any good. The way you're looking at me, it's it's no good. <laughs> His best performance, the Country Bears movie. Oh, I thought you were going to say Joe Dirt. Also, Mouse Hunt, also good. Mm. Okay. <laughs> so it's New Year's. Happy New Year's. Happy New Year. You are five days into the new year, 2016, presidential election year. Oh. Who are you voting for? Answer right now. No no time to waste. Uh, Millard Fillmore. Yes, he is good. I'm actually voting for Mallard Fillmore from the comics pages. I'll tell you, I'll, it'll be a cold day in hell <laughs> before I risk a Samuel Tilden presidency, okay? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so what movie are we looking back We're on? Looking at- or show or music Well, we or know what cereal. it is. It's Ghostbusters 2. Why will we be looking at that? Why are we skipping to two, Damon? Why don't you uh, tell the fine folks Thank you. I like that you turned it back on me. Well, as you all know... (laughs) No, uh, you tell them. (laughs) Why don't you tell them? Ghostbusters 2 (laughs) takes place five years after the events of the original. Mm, Um, And uh, it's taking place at the end of the decade... At New Year's Eve 1989, and Vigo wants to Vigo. come back. Vigo, the Carpathian, wants to come back and uh, take over the place. New York City, the world, I don't know. Yeah, Just don't maybe know. the New York Museum of Art, I'm not sure. It seems like a world kind of thing. Probably like a world thing, because it yeah. seems like a lot of effort just to just to take over the Museum of Art. Now, You know what I mean? I Like, love- you probably just talked to a few, like, security guards... Pass him a twenty, and you'd be good. At least for a little while. I don't know if they could like give you full. Maybe reign. a salary. Maybe like like on top of their their actual salary from the museum, but you slip them a little little icing. Security guards, little the icing. New, New York Museum of Art can't be making that much money. It'd be easy to top their salary, I would think. Right. 
I mean, if you're Vigo too, yeah. you know, you got a river of slime at your, I imagine you your have, beck and call. You've probably got some booty hidden somewhere. <laughs> Is he a pirate? I'm not quite sure. How I mean, works. he's not, not a pirate. Yeah. He doesn't have many scruples. That's true. But he might have ruples. He's free of most scruples. Scruple free. That's what his campaign promise so, was. We mm-hmm. wanted to keep things uh-huh. holiday appropriate, which is the the true reason we're skipping. And I think we kind of already know that Ghostbusters, the original, holds up. That was the so, thing. Like that, I think that Ghostbusters 1, we know it's good, generally and, speaking. And yeah, I mean, there's some, like, you could laugh at the, like, the uh, graphics, like the special effects are don't really hold up anymore, right. even though at the time they were, like, you know, kind of good for the, for the time, but... Uh, Whereas Ghostbusters 2 is kind of more widely panned as far as, you know, that goes. And I loved it. Uh, so I'm actually looking forward to this because I think it's going to be good, which actually could, you know, be the opposite. You know what it could do? Blow up in your face. It's almost as if we're trying to just cut through some sort of fog of, uh, you know, just nostalgia. <laughs> <laughs> Are you making fun of my syntax choices? I'm I'm merely restating the theme of this podcast. Of course. Um, I think, well, I mean, first off, you're right that there is, at the time, there was a panning of, like, why is this necessary? Why yeah. are we doing a second Ghostbusters? But I think in recent years, and this was more my reason to want to do this movie, was that there is a little bit of a cult comeback for Ghostbusters 2. I know that if I go into a room of 30-somethings and mention Vigo the Carpathian, most people will know who I'm talking about. Um, I think there was recently an actual... uh, I can't remember who did an article on him. If it was the Daily Beast or... On Someone on the, on the actor who played Vigo the Carpathian yeah. and what a miserable time he had doing it um, and how they replaced all his vocal lines with Max von Sydow and all such stuff. I remember I lost my train of thought because of the rosé wine I've been drinking. I remember a lot about this movie. Um, I, I liked it from the beginning. Not that. Yeah. Do you have a memory movie. like associated with first seeing it? Um, I don't know that I saw it in the theater. I think I'm, I don't recall that at all, but I know I like saw it pretty soon after it came out and it's definitely like with the original Ghostbusters, with Back to the Future, with, um, Home Alone, like there's stuff that there's movies like around that same time that I saw a lot. Yeah. And I feel like this definitely is in that. I remember a lot of the lines like, Mr. Wankman, why are you (laughs) okay? Why are you okay? Yeah. Which is funny to me at the time we'll see if it holds up it probably will <laughs> i um, laughed just now so yeah that's good um it's probably worth something i remember thinking it was uh you know just a good movie and uh, i'll be interested to see how that holds up like it to because i haven't seen it in probably 10 years maybe i've seen some clips here and there but I think like you, I have a very similar experience in that it was on, we had premiere cable at the time. So it was on all the time. Like we had premiere cable. Stop saying premiere cable. Uh, you know, we had Showtime and HBO, or, okay. like that, like subscription premium. Cable. Got it. Um, and, uh, premiere. <laughs> premiere cable. Um, so we had it on tape. Me and my brother taped it off of TV. So we had Ghostbusters, like much like you, we had we had Home Alone and Ghostbusters Two and all those sort of movies that came around 1990 yeah. on tape. And but actually, I do have a memory of seeing this in the theater. Mm. 
It was Ooh December. La la. And we were visiting my grandparents for Christmas. And me, my brother, and my dad went to see Ghostbusters 2. And when we were leaving, me and my brother were totally into it. We're like, yeah, yeah Ghostbusters 2. Those ghosts got busted. If you guys know me and my brother, that was a perfect impression of both of us. <laughs> but my dad was like, oh, that movie was completely pointless. <laughs> it was just the first movie all over again. Although I do remember my dad praising the courtroom scene. That was the only scene he liked yeah. in the second one. Is that the Scolari brothers? The, yeah. Yeah. And uh, he he liked that, but otherwise he just felt like it was Ghostbusters all over again. I think Fair. at the time, <laughs> right? I think at the time I was too young to completely remember Ghostbusters, except for bits and pieces. I remember the librarian ghost, which scared the that was in the shit in the first, first one. one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she scared the shit out of me as a kid, and I remember the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man and the blowjob ghost and the blo- oh, that's weird. so weird. No, weird. I don't remember that probably because it was like, why is she undoing his belt? There's nothing there that she would be interested in. Yeah. So why even bother? Um, we got in this movie in, in Ghostbusters two. We have the the. Uh, where Slimer turns good. He turns into a, from a heel to a baby face to coin some wrestling terms. A heel to a baby face. Um, uh, we've got also, um, more of Winston being sort of left out of the whole thing. Like and uh, deliberately this time, like I think it's the first one. It's like, okay, but he's not part of the original three he was the new guy. So yeah. it's understandable that he's the new guy. But in this one, it's like, how do we get Winston out of these scenes? It is like, I remember even as a kid being like, why, did, why isn't he just part of the team? I don't understand. Yeah. It was really weird. I agree. And I think, uh, maybe it's because of like, Racism. Uh, well, I mean, that could be involved, but also, like, he isn't Bill Murray or Aunt Dan Aykroyd, or just as far as like star power goes. Sure. Uh, but although I, in recent years, I've heard some apocryphal stories of the making of Ghostbusters where mm. Ernie Hudson, uh, the guy who plays Winston Zeddemore, says that his character was more, you know, part of the team from the very get go. Yeah. Like he was supposed to be the explosive guy. Go- explosives guy when in the first drafts of the script but later they made him into a new hire so it's interesting that hmm. even in this one they still are like oh, winston you just weren't around during this scene so you won't be arrested and thus you won't be in this trial scene and thus you won't pretty much be in the first third of this movie right it they kind of paint, I feel like in the first one, maybe they painted him more of like this sort of skeptic as far as you right. can be as a Ghostbuster, where he was like, you know what? You guys are crazy. I'm getting my own lawyer, which is kind of a good, like, could be a good uh, character turn where, like, oh, that's interesting. Except Whereas, that Bill Murray already was kind of the skeptic already right. in the first movie. Yeah. So it's kind of, uh, I don't understand. I, I remember being confused even as a kid. So I expect to be yeah. confused now um, as we go back and watch it. Although, uh, uh, the second one is kind of seemed more like a nod to the first one. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, oh, he was the new guy and kind of the odd man out in the right. first one, so we'll keep that going. No, and and it may not be um it may not be abject racism. It may just be, oh, well, he was already not part of the team. He wasn't as core of a, as the group of the rest of these three guys. Right. But it still seems like he's still part of the team. Why, right. Why isn't he in these scenes? It is weird. And in, in later years of rewatching, I remember being like, but why isn't Winston here? I remember. Uh, when- I remember being. Re- sorry. I remember being really into Slimer being good. 
Yeah. Because that was a cartoon. Because that was part of the cartoon. When yeah. he was in that bus scene. Ecto Cooler. I, I remember when my dad was saying, like, well, the trial scene was the only good part of this. I was like, but remember when Slimer was driving the bus? Yeah. Like, that was, that was Damon's Anthopolis. Like, that was an important part <laughs> That was of the movie. my critique of this movie. Yeah. Uh, and we've got the. Uh, Oscar, the baby, uh, is more involved. Yeah. Uh, like, he's kind of a ritual sacrifice of, or some sort, where, like, that's the body that Vigo in, in right. inherits or something. And Sigourney Weaver is starting to look like modern-day interpretations of Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. And not like 80s Sigourney Weaver. She looks weird. When, when she has that big, like, fro of hair in the first one, I'm like, yeah. who's that woman? What? Like, for some reason, I lose Sigourney Weaver, but when she gets the triangle of hair... That's, the working girl yeah. hairstyle of Sigourney Weaver. I'm like, got it. That's Sigourney Figure Weaver. it out. <laughs> um, let's see, anything else? Uh, I think I am hoping to enjoy this. Uh, I think I, I, I compare this one a lot to Diet Coke versus regular Coke because I remember loving this movie during my teenage years. Yeah. It was hard to get, uh, you know, copies of older movies. It was a little right. bit harder. Yeah. Um, it was hard for me to get a copy of the first one. And then when I finally got it, I was like, oh, yeah, this is the superior movie. Right. No, I get it now. That was Diet Coke. And I was used to how that tasted. But once I tasted regular Coke, I was like, oh, right, this is impersonating right. this other thing that's much better. I, I can see that. Uh, I guess I've just, I've seen, uh, I think we'll, we might be able to do that just because I, I feel like I've seen the original Ghostbusters enough recent, somewhat recently. Yeah. So I think around Halloween it was on TV and I, I watched it. Well, if you want to come by my house, I can loan you the DVD in the meantime of us watching this. All right. You, you saying that to the listeners? Oh, no, I'm just anything? saying that to the listeners. Come on by and I'll, and grab it. I got it. All right. We're going to watch Ghostbusters 2. Uh, you can find it on Amazon, you can find it on iTunes, you can stop by Damon's, he'll lend yeah, you the DVD. Yeah, come on by. Just let me know when you're coming, because I want to make sure if other people are yeah, coming. Yeah, you gotta keep like a little a sheet of paper. I'll so need like a sign-in sign sheet, like yeah. a little card, card catalog thing. Alright, we'll be back in a bit. You and me, I don't know. I still prefer to think he's saying, but I don't beat him. Where he's just scatting. Yeah. Bobby Brown, known for his scatting. But I don't beat him. I say, Beevil. Right about my boys. And we are back. <laughs> it just becomes more John Garampedian every time. I don't know who that is. He hosts the uh, Saturday night. Um, House party on the radio. The, he also the what on the what <laughs> on any pop radio station within a certain area, you'll get the John Garabedian open house party. No, so on, on Saturday the, nights on the radio on Is the radio, and he he just sounds like a DJ. Hey, we're back, Jim. Hey, um, but he used to. He also had a hit in the seventies called Disco Duck. Oh, Disco Duck. Also, don't know what that is, but don't worry, it's as bad as you'd imagine. <laughs> I imagine it, it involved him doing a Donald Duck impression and singing. Yeah. Um, we just watched Ghostbusters <laughs> 2. Yes. Imagine us both holding up like kind of a peace sign as weird whipped cream ghosts. 
He does. He looks like 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 Martha Stewart could probably like it with a piping bag and a special like just make tip. that little ghost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so we're gonna do recap, a uh, quick recap of the movie. We're gonna keep this real quick, Damon. Real tight. You want to keep that real tight? Are you doing it or am I doing it? Well, I got all the notes here. Then I you should, I should do it. It. Uh, it would make more sense. It starts five years after the events of the original Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Uh, ooze is coming up through the sidewalk. This weird, like, pink ooze that plays, right. a, prominent, plays a prominent role in the movie. Uh, Sig Weaves is... Uh, <laughs> Sig Weaves! Pushing yeah. her baby uh, in a... She has now has a baby, obviously, in a weird old-timey uh, buggy. And yeah. then uh, the buggy gets kind of possessed uh, and takes away, takes her baby away, just kind of zips away, and so she's chasing mm-hmm. this buggy. Eventually it stops right before getting hit by a bus. So that's the kind of our beginning of, ooh. And then, like, the whipped, cream, going yeah, down. the whipped cream ghost coalesces yeah. in the middle, and we know then we're watching Ghostbusters too. Because I was like, five years after what? What are you talking what about? What do you mean? Five years after the Columbia Pictures logo? Ray and Winston uh, are then, like, kind of gearing themselves up. Mm-hmm. Let's get ready to go. Let's do this, and you're you know kind of led to believe that they're on a some sort of busting of Winston ghosts. and Ray are, are are like all in their their thing. They're getting out of the they got their proton. One. No, do they have their proton packs on? They got. I think something. so. They have everything. Yeah, yeah. and this woman's they're like geared up. She's like, oh, there's about a dozen of them, and they're like, how big are they? And she's like, oh, and she you know holds her hand up to her shoulder. Yeah, and they like both look at each other like this well, is a big go. one. And it's a kid's birthday party. <laughs> you and got me again, Ghostbusters. The kids are disappointed because they're not He-Man, and they start chanting He-Man, and they leave. Uh, they, they play the uh, what's-his-name Ghostbusters theme and yeah. dance to it for a little bit. My favorite thing in that scene was Winston <laughs> trying to uh, keep the kids' expectations at a reasonable level. <laughs> Who they're, they're currently yelling about He-Man. He's like, I know. Why don't we all sit down and we'll have fun? Which <laughs> sounds like me trying to talk to kids. So I really related to Winston in that moment. Um, like, you guys like fun, huh? We all have that in common. So we learn from that that Ghostbusters aren't really a thing anymore. Uh, right, and they, they do a nice little recap of what's happened in the last ha- five yeah, years. They have a little plot re- They've They've kind of uh, been... Uh, blacklisted by the community for all the kind of damage that happened over the course of right the class. the city and the county and the state of New York sued them for all the damage done which is, to Dana Barrett's which is probably what would happen fair, actually yeah. <laughs> um, we did mark remark during watching the while in, stop that we did remark while watching this movie how much damage the proton packs yeah. do in just trying to do some like imagine if you had mice and someone just destroyed your home. To get the mice. It would kind of be like that fun movie mouse hunt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you think that was a documentary? Was- <laughs> Someone said, what if the Ghostbusters were just looking for mice? Dana goes and seeks <laughs> out help from Egon, uh, who is now, I don't know, some sort of torturing scientist. He's uh, right. learning about, he's doing like behavioral science at some Yeah, Egon's, I think, lab. at Columbia. Yeah. Ray is at an occult bookstore that yep. he runs. Winston is hanging out, I guess. The movie doesn't seem to be all that concerned about Winston. Yeah. And Peter's hosting a public access psychic show. World of the Psychic. Correct. Um, And they get a good episode of that uh, Mm -hmm. where he just talks to lunatics. And foreshadowing episode. Did you realize that? What? Well, the one guy, the 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 man on the on Peter Venkman's show, is convinced that the world will end on New Year's Eve that year. Yeah. And Peter Venkman makes fun of him 
because he just wrote a book saying that the world would end that year. He's like, wouldn't it be better for you if you, you know, pushed wait, it back a few years? Wait for paperback sales. Yeah. Um, Dana is working at a museum, uh, restoring paintings. She's taken time off from the orchestra, from first chair cello at the, <laughs> at the New, New York, York Philharmonic to restore paintings, which is apparently a thing she does. Which is an odd fallback job, you know? It like, seems like she's volunteering, though, like I, the way that she... Oh, is that what it is? Well, do we just let, like, whoever comes in off the streets... With a good rec- with two recommendations to be like, yeah, clean this Gauguin. Well, she must have some sort of experience, but like she just leaves in the middle of a shift. Yeah, so she's working at the Museum of Art. Yeah, she's restoring paintings, and and she just but she just kind of seems like she can leave whenever she wants. She's being sexually harassed by her boss. Yeah, the ja- director Janos. of her department, Janos Poha, a vaguely Eastern European yeah, immigrant. He's- Ukrainian or, or mm-hmm. Russian. Maybe. I think I was reading the IMDb notes. He is actually supposed to be Carpathian. Oh. And that is why he knows so much about Vigo. Okay. But where's there's never Carp- that. Where's that? That's a fake place. Oh, okay. Um, that's like whatever that place in Avengers 2 was. It's just oh, okay. like a miscellaneous yeah, yeah. place. Yeah. But she does. She goes to Egon. They're counting on the fact that we don't know <laughs> oh, yeah. anything about Eastern. No, yeah. The Eastern Carpathia. Block. That sounds like a place that might exist. That's Dracula, right? <laughs> I, yeah. Um, there are Carpathian Mountains, so I think it is a regional name, okay. but it's not really a recognized country. Um, it's not a sovereign nation. She goes to Egon to, to yeah. talk to him about this paranormal experience with her bassinet. And yeah. he says, well, I'd like to bring Ray in on this. And she's like, don't bring in Venkman. And then, yeah. much like Ray and Winston had a moment telling us what happened legally to the Ghostbusters, now we get to learn about what happened to Dana and Peter at the end of the Ghostbusters. Right. Apparently they broke up and she married someone else. So that is not his baby, Your right. Honor. Right. So he has, she has a baby, but she and the uh, husband have split. So right. Don't worry. Single. She is single, looking to meet people. Ready to mingle. Maybe she's going to join that events and adventures place that we have here in Nashville. Where you, just local singles meeting Teen up. Green. No pressure. It's totally cool. Just just coffee. Isn't that a thing? Like a Oh, is that? Yeah, I think that lunch, is a thing. Whatever. I hear that on. Yeah. Uh, so Vink, Vinkman finds out by torturing Ray by twisting his ears when he goes to visit him at the occult bookstore that mm-hmm. because uh, Ray very obviously... Uh, is keeping is talking, from. yeah, is talking to Egon about the kid, the Dana's uh, incident, and uh, they're saying, "Oh, we're just doing something for a friend." And Bankman's like, "Who?" He figures it out. He figures it out, and uh, so they then, all three now are going. Yeah, Winston go over to still Dana's missing in action since yeah. the birthday party. Don't worry about it. Uh, Bankman uh, and the boys go visit Dana, and he Bankman's really cute with the baby, with baby Oscar. That is a cute, ugly baby. It's not. I looked them up what they look like now. Trust me on this. Well, I didn't say they were <laughs> cute old men. Old men. <laughs> so they so they do some tests on the baby. The Ray and Egon do some tests on yeah. the baby. Um, then they do some sweeping tests on uh, the baby's toys and stuff. And we learned that Egon never had any toys because his parents didn't believe in it. I had a Ray piece said, of a slinky. <laughs> he had a once. piece of a slinky. Um, straightened it. So then eventually, finding no evidence there, they decide to go out to the street where the bassinet stopped. Is that the right terminology? Bassinet? Is that what that is? Uh, well, it's like a carriage. It's like a baby, baby buggy? Yeah, buggy, All baby right. buggy. Baby anyway. buggy with buggy bumpers. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, in the street, they get like a really high reading of yeah, whatever. That's what we're looking for. Yeah. Honeypot, as Ray says. Yes. So then we cut to them. I've taken over the summary of this. That's no, right. Uh, we cut to them drilling. They're dressed as construction workers. They're drilling a hole into the, the ground. 
uh, but then they get stopped by the police once. The yeah. police leave. They, they do like their seeming, best like yeah, construction their, guy right. jargon. They they lure the police away. So then they they send Ray down this hole that they yeah. find in the bottom of the street, and he finds this river of slime is running under yeah. the city. But then the police come and harass them again while they got Ray dangling like a fish under First Avenue. They pull him up. Then they get arrested. And well, because uh, as they're pulling Ray up very quickly, because the slime's starting to reach for him, mm-hmm. he kicks like a very rusted, small, small, like, very f- apparently fragile porcelain pipe that had to be uh-huh. that is powering the entire city. So the entire city goes dark. Um, they get arrested. Um, right before that, though, they um, they're also cutting a hole into a in a they public did, street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They weren't completely <laughs> right. absolved of any wrongdoing. Uh, Right before that, we get a glimpse of what's going on, like kind of big picture. In that we see, like, uh, pull me out of here, Ghostbusters two. Let's go. Let's see what's going on, big picture. <laughs> yeah. Well, we see the crisis situation in the Eastern Bloc, which caused the Carpathians. <laughs> no, we see uh, Vigo kind of uh, taking over Wormy guy Janosch. Janosch Poha. He's kind of um, he like sort of shocks him with his eyes and basically takes control of him. Sort of possesses, possesses him or yeah. gives him, I don't guess he doesn't possess him because he seems fine. Yeah. Depending on the scene, but uh, he's clearly in some sort of trance. Right. Yeah. Um, so during the blackout, Janos goes to see Sigourney, Sig Weaves, right. Dana Babbert, Barrett. Um, and, uh, you know, he has a very funny scene that me and my brother also like to, to, to quote where he, he goes, and how is the uh, baby? <laughs> and he goes, Ooh, and yeah. she's like, he's asleep. And he's like, oh, but thy wood. <laughs> Which he's, makes got a lot me of, laugh. he's got a lot of really funny lines. He's like got that. a lot of yeah. malapropisms. Um, and then we get, so there the Ghostbusters are arrested and, uh, or well, they go to, they go to trial right after that. Um, yeah, and we've again got, with a hammer. Then we get Winston. We get a brief glimpse of Winston. Where he, he says, goes, "I'm getting another lawyer." Right? No, he says, uh, "This guy's pretty tough, huh?" Oh yeah, and like yeah, they there? call the judge the hammer. And then Lewis is their lawyer, right? Which is Ray, Rick Moranis, which is really funny. Um, and there's a, there's slime as evidence on the table, and eventually we get yeah all their the, proton packs, their trap, and their yeah. the slime, the little sample of slime that Ray got is on the table. Anyway, they are pretty much convicted outright. Yeah, well, Lewis yeah. is horribly incompetent. The judge, yeah, and there's a really funny scene where Venkman is telling Lewis what to say as he's <laughs> asking him questions. Um, but yeah, the judge is throwing the book at them, and he gets really irate while he's Worked doing up. this. He about says, how ridiculous "I would reach back to our pure forebears and have you charlatans." Burned at the stake. Yeah. Which is hard to hear, but when I figured it out as a kid, I was like, that's awesome. As he's saying it, the the slime is sort of uh, bubbling up each time mm-hmm. he says something. And eventually it explodes into ghosts. We get the uh, Scolari brothers. Yeah, Peter are, Scolari and his yeah. brother went on a murdering spree. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, the Scolari brothers bust out of there and the judge who's, I mean, he's probably in his sixties during this. Yeah. He leaps over the bench in a far off shot. So, yeah. I mean, it's a stunt man. He leaps over the bench as they crash into it, the, the ghosts crash into it and he dives under the defense desks and he uh, says the Scolari brothers, I gave him the chair, tried yeah. him for murder. Um, what I did like about the ghosts is that they look like 1950s greasers. Yeah. Uh, one of them has a pompadour. They're sort of, I think they're sort of wearing leather jackets. But they're like very demon Muppet versions. Yeah, they're very terri- yeah. They're kind of terrifying. Um, one of the things I did read about was that, uh, of course, uh, people our age 
are familiar with the 90s. Ghostbusters cartoon right. um, that came out in between the two movies. Apparently, Ivan Reitman, because it was so popular with kids... Uh, they toned down the ghosts a little bit for this movie versus the last movie oh. and uh, toned down some of the sexual innuendo. Yeah, like the blowjob from the ghost. Right, that weird blowjob ghost scene from the first yeah. one. Um, anyway, so uh, needless to say, the, the the judge dismisses the case with no audience, which I don't think is yeah. really constitutional. Yeah. <laughs> Grossly unconstitutional. Anyway, he uh, they put on their proton packs and they, they don't split, as Bobby Brown suggests, no. but they actually stay. And trap the ghosts, and then, causing a lot of damage. A lot in the of damage inside the courtroom, but they do get the ghosts, and we get the "We're Back" montage, which is one of the the very necessary '80s movie montage, which is my favorite thing. No, it's great. And then we get them catching a bunch of ghosts and making silly commercials mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. We see Annie Potts is back. She's the styled the, a lot. I like her style in this one yeah, a lot. She's got the like red bouffant. She actually is also styled on the cartoon version of Janine. Yeah. Um, Um, She's great. They learn, they learn (laughs) What happened to Annie Potts though? She's doing stuff. She's a... I think she got trapped in Lifetime. Voice of Bo Peep on the Toy Story movies. But she didn't even get to return for Toy Story 3. Ooh, really? (laughs) Yeah. They cut her out. Oh, the character. She and Christopher Lloyd are both like people where I'm like, why did we leave them behind? I like them. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they didn't. Maybe it's not like they're getting left behind, but they're like, "Ah, I'm good. (laughs) You think Annie Potts is good? You think she's still coasting on that Ghostbusters money? I don't know. Or designing women repeats on Lifetime. I think she's Hopefully she got a cut of that. Maybe she took care of her her money and she's doing all right, you know? I just want her to work. I'm sure she gets satisfaction just from the work, DJ. Maybe it's not about the work for her. (laughs) Maybe it's all about the money. (laughs) Classic Potts. In which case, that doesn't really prove my (laughs) argument. It's, It's the opposite. Um, so they learn, uh, that it's kind of a mood slime, this, this pink slime. Right. uh, We have the, uh, scene where they, uh, put the, uh, Egon and Ray put the pink slime inside a toaster and they, they say not only does it react to negative emotions, which we see them yelling at it, but they, we also saw that in the courtroom. We also see it reacts to music. Jay put on some Jackie Wilson and the toaster bops around. That's cute. Funny little scene. So that'll come into play later. Just file that, keep that, put a pin in it. We're going to come back to that. Put a pin in it. Um, We get uh, the slime sock puppet monster tries to attack Oscar. Ooh, that's nightmare fuel right there, though. Yeah, uh, uh, Sig Waves is giving Oscar... (laughs) Every time. ...bath. And uh, as she turns around to kind of take the baby, uh, undress the baby to put it in the bath, this the water's running and then the water stops running and all this Pepto-Bismol starts coming out. This thick tubes of Pepto come out and then it like creates this little sock puppet monster. Yeah. Kind of both phallic and vaginal at the same time and it reaches for her and she runs away and she goes to Venkman's house to stay. Yeah, and so she stays with Uncle Pete for a while yeah. as he calls himself to Oscar. We should also mention uh, Peter did visit her earlier at the museum. Yes. And, me- and not met. He didn't meet anyone. He met, well, he did meet uh, Janos Poha. Yeah. But he also saw the, the painting of Vigo the Carpathian. Yeah. And, did uh, we ever mention that that's a thing? Did yeah, we yeah, we okay. talked about it. Yep. Um, I put just here Bill Murray is amazing. I just put that <laughs> as a bullet point of the plot. Uh, yeah, so he he taunts Janos for a bit. He taunts the painting for a little bit. And yeah. Sig Weaves talks about how she feels like sometimes that painting is looking at her. 
We also learn around this time from uh, Egon and Ray that uh, Vigo the Carpathian, the actual guy, mm-hmm. was a bad guy. He was bad like, mother. He lived to be 105 and was like shot and or not shot, but stabbed and hung and, and drawn dis- and quartered. Dismembered, and, yeah, yeah, all this crazy stuff. Yeah, he didn't die of natural causes. They called him uh, Vigo the um, Defiler, Vigo the Unholy. And then Peter Venkman says, didn't they also call him Vigo the Butch? Yeah, right. Um, around this time there, they go, they bust into the museum, the Ghostbusters do, and they take pictures of, right. and that's where you get more sassing from, mm-hmm. uh, Finkman. And we get, we get, uh, Ray kind of gets into a trance. We see almost, yeah. Uh, so he's like almost taken over, but not we quite. also get the fantastic lines from Janosch, which is Dr. Wankman, Dana is not here. <laughs> and then he's well, like, then why are you why came? Are you came? <laughs> I do like that. And uh, where are you from anyway? The Upper West Side. <laughs> I do like Janos because he has that vague accent that Chekhov had from Star Trek. Yes, it's just yeah. like, whatever, this is probably close to something. And people, you know, don't, can't understand him. Really <laughs> but, um, and then Ray, Ray and Egon are developing those photos later and they get trapped inside their dark room. And, yeah. it catch, it go, and those photos are scary. Yeah, you see a river of slime in the background of one of the photos as they mm-hmm. develop it. Like with some whatever made up technology where they see the aura. <laughs> right. You know. Um, but yeah, catches fire and then Winston... Finally, Winston gets something to do. He busts in yeah. and, and has a fire extinguisher and saves the and day. And he saves the day. Yeah. What comes after that? Um, after that, uh, Ray, Egon, and Winston go down to the subway to investigate. Well, well, Peter and Dana go on a, a date, date together, yeah. and Janine and Lewis watch Oscar. And yeah, Ray, Winston, and Egon gets to go down into the tunnels trying to find the source of the river of slime. So that was a lot of names. This is uh, yeah. three of the Ghostbusters go down. Uh, Vinkman is Bill Murray and he and Sig Waves are on a date. And then Sig Waves. Uh, Annie Potts, which is, uh, what's her name in the thing you just Janine. Janine. And uh, Louis, Louis Tully. Rick Moranis. Yeah. So the super incompetent people are babysitting. <laughs> um, well, Janine's so, never incompetent. That's well, true. she's an incompetent babysitter. She's yeah. not an incompetent receptionist, but, I assume. They do good work. She does. They, good she work. does good. So uh, the guys, uh, Ray Egon and Winston, go down to the subway to investigate, and they're freaked out by a couple of ghosty things that happen. There's a bunch of severed heads on stick on spikes, like all around them. Well, they play with their echoes, which is also terrifying. When Winston yeah. does his echo, it doesn't come back to him. It just goes Winston. Yeah, which is enough to like make me shit my pants as yeah. an eight year old child. It was pretty scary. And then yeah, they see a bunch of severed heads, and then a uh, ghost train like runs through Winston. Yeah. Winston's getting the shaft in this scene. Yeah, realized. he does get the shaft in that scene. Uh, and you asked a very good question, which was, does that mean that the train died and that that is the train's soul? <laughs> yeah, I always wonder that when I see like inanimate objects in ghost things, I'm like, so did the bicycle, like, <laughs> is it just that he died with a bicycle? That's why. Right, and the bike died? Yeah. Um, so the other Ghostbusters run out, or they find the River of Slime, and they uh, Winston gets sucked in. And they end up uh, jumping in after him, Ray and Egon right. do. And they end up right next to the museum, so they know it now. ends at the museum, yeah. and they figure out this is it. And so they f- they run to this is it. This is it. Um, Don't sing more of that song. We'll have to pay. Oh, sorry. Wait, was that the Huey Lewis one or the Michael Jackson one? Uh, Huey Lewis. I was okay. going with. Okay. Either one we can't afford. So, <laughs> um, but if you're gonna air, air on the Huey Lewis side. <laughs> so. Um, they run to the restaurant where Vinkman and 
Sigourn, Sig Weaves, Sig's Weaves, and they bust in, and they're of course they're covered in slime, and they're just and they're and they're in there like well, like like Forty Niners underwear, like Long John yeah. underwear. Well, they found out that you know their their mood was really uh, right. affected by the slime, and they were like fighting each other, so they, so had they to took take off their off their, their rain yeah. clothes, their little galoshes and stuff. So they're yeah. just in their Long Johns. They run and interrupt. They throw slime at a woman, gets on her, and she's really angry. I always think of her as Barbara Mandrell for some reason. Um, <laughs> she looks Barbara kind Mandrell. of like Barbara Mandrell for some I don't think you get a shot of her face. You just yeah. see her hair, her blonde hair. You just see her being disgusted by slime. Like Barbara Mandrell. Trust me on this. Um, so then they're dragged. They're arrested. They go to the mayor's office. Dana goes back to the baby. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, while Dana's at the baby's, with Janine and Lewis watching, I think, Double Indemnity. Um, <laughs> they, uh, she feels a brush of wind on her hair, and she realizes the baby is gone. The baby gets kidnapped by a specter looking a lot like Janusz Poha. But in a, also, like sort of Mary Poppins yeah, garb. Yeah, the Wicked Witch of the West. <laughs> right, like, bum, or, Yeah, it's very weird. Um, but yeah, he snatches the baby and takes him back to Vigo. So now right. we've got a kidnapped baby. Uh, the Ghostbusters are at the mayor's office. They're... Forced to give an explanation. I don't think we got into this character, but I think it's the mayor's chief of staff has yeah. sort of been haranguing them. He's sort of like the crotchety old dean of this movie. Um, the bad guy from Wayne's World, whatever his name is. I Kurt guess. Fuller Kurt is Fuller, the actor's yeah. name. Great snobby, um, like snotty he guy looks like, in all he's this kinda, era. He's kind of got Ted Cruz syndrome, and uh, he's got a face you just want to punch. <laughs> Um, so he's, he's always like putting the Ghostbusters down. He never wants them to talk to the mayor or any, anything when they ask to do so. Um, so they're trying to explain the situation to the mayor. They say, you know, this slime feeds on bad vibes. Everyone in this city is a goddamn... What does Peter Venkman say? Have you ever been outside recently? There are three million insufferable assholes in the tri-state area. Yeah. (laughs) Um, which is true, maybe, of New York. Yeah. Um, although that number has probably gone up. Five million? There's, I mean, New York's like nine million people. Is it nine million? Yeah. I mean, that's like the whole. Good job, New York. We're really cramming a lot of people <laughs> in there, aren't we? Build the buildings taller. I don't give a shit. So um, they, the mayor says, uh, screw you guys. I'm out. I don't believe you. Peace. And as he leaves, um, the um, chief of staff says, hey, uh, I've got some people downtown, though, that you, I'd like you to tell this to. And they get committed um, to a mental institution. Run, run by, by Brian Doyle Murray, Bill yeah. Murray's brother. Um, we get, um, Dana goes, runs immediately to the museum because she knows exactly She's figured it out. Thanks. Yano's Thanks, went. Ghostbusters. Figured it out. And then we get, because the Ghostbusters have been put away, um, we get a scary montage of the ghosts kind of fighting back because, uh, the Ghostbusters have been put away. So we get- right. Go, ghosts doing bad stuff, scaring people. This is kind of, I mean, they have a similar montage the near the climax of the first one yeah. where you just see the ghosts are sort of running all over uh, New York City. So you see uh, one like bothering that archway at, near New York University yeah. and you see one just coming out of the subway. My favorite part, which is both terrifying and adorable, is that this very wealthy woman in a fur coat, she accidentally steps into some slime and her mink coat comes alive and these little minks that are both cute and terrifying yeah. he like could start like writhing all over and she takes her coat off and her coat like runs away and this kind of doing the worm on down the street <laughs> um so you sort of get that bit um meanwhile got- the, the ghostbusters are being forced to explain to the psychiatric guy like what's going Telling on absolute- psychiatric guy yeah. psychiatrist is the word no, i think you were right the first time <laughs> uh and uh, 
it's I like these scenes because when when this happens a lot in movies where people have to explain what has actually happened in the plot yeah. and you realize how insane it is and right so, and a bathtub tried to eat his friend's baby right <laughs> and then Venkman of course goes like oh I don't know what these guys are talking about these guys are completely nuts um eventually it leads up to the mayor has uh them released he fires right. his chief of staff and has the Ghostbusters release. So by this point, um, we've got like a giant wall kind of shell of slime around the museum. And Dana does get in. She like slips in. Gets in right at the end. And when she gets in, it like closes and forms this vaginal shell. (laughs) This pink slime forms this very, very uh, yonic shell thing going on. Yeah, and the Ghostbusters show up and they just try to blast the the shell and it doesn't work with their proton packs. They can't right. get through it. It's too um, tough. Save them, they say. Which I'm like, okay, what? Well, save is there your something running out? Bullets. I guess. Save your proton bullets that we use in our proton packs. So they get the idea to uh, have positively charged slime and they slime up the Statue of Liberty. Right. Well, they've been working on the positively charged slime, but this is the first mm-hmm. time they take it out. So they try and take the toaster theory to the extreme. So they just spray the entire inside of the Statue of Liberty and they... Uh, now, the reason up. they do this, I mean, there is a reason they choose the Statue of Liberty. There's so much bad right. vibes in the city, they want to get a symbol that like brings everyone together, and they thought the best way would be to desecrate a national monument. They just thought if, uh, if the Statue of Liberty came alive and <laughs> jumped on the shore... And started walking the streets the, with abandon, the, everyone would be cool. They'd be super behind it. Everybody is just super into it. Um, and they kind of are. It actually <laughs> yeah, works. they're fine. It they actually works. They play Jackie Wilson through the loudspeakers, and the Statue of Liberty's into it. The, the people on the ground are into it. Um, and then I like they, the idea that the slime just likes this one song. This, yeah. <laughs> uh, Jackie it's, Wilson song. It's an annoying teenager, this slime. <laughs> From, but only from 1962. It's an annoying teenager right. from 1962. Um, we zi- we uh, do get a shot uh, back to Vigo starts to kind of possess Oscar, so it's kind of yes, the tries. shit is going down. Um, but right as that's happening for real, it's like really occurring. You see, start to see Vigo's face in the Oscar, the Ooh, little baby. Superimposed on top, yeah. yeah. Kind of scary. Then we see the but ghost- the shell starts to retreat over the dome yeah. because the Statue of Liberty has reached the thing. She breaks it. With her torch arm mm-hmm. and this, the I almost said Superman, and then the uh, the Nazi Superman come down. <laughs> um, then uh, the Ghostbusters come down on ropes and yeah, they save the day? Question mark. Well, they try. Um, they're kind of immediately repelled by uh, Vigo's. Powers. Vigo's now out of the painting, walking amongst them like a seven foot giant. Yeah, uh, and he, whatever he does to them freezes them. They can't move. Um, and there's like a weird plastic. This was weird. I couldn't tell if the movie was just being was skimping on special effects, or right. if he was just using whatever tools were around right. him. But this plastic tube that I recognize and anyone would recognize as the little black like uh, corrugated tube. Yeah. tube that you would put on the end of like a water spout, like that sort of shaped tube, or mm. or even it kind of looked like a black vacuum tube. Just yeah. comes out from the ceiling, wraps itself around Dana, and she is. Kept restrained. Yeah. And, and they've the, hidden Oscar. The, the Peter Venkman hides Oscar once yeah. he realizes that Vigo's still around yeah. to wreak havoc. But Vigo finds him and, like, you know, magically moves stuff out of the way to go get Oscar. But then uh, as he's grabbing him, as he's kind of getting ready to possess him, kind they're of still him. incapacitated. Yeah. But uh, Venkman starts to kind of like sass him. <laughs> but then yeah. he gets uh, even more incapacitated just kind right, of he shoots again. another thing and it pains them but, or whatever but 
But yeah, uh, everyone outside starts singing Auld Lang Syne, and that weakens Vigo. He drops the baby. Bill Murray is a capacitated. He's no longer incapacitated. He's capacitated. Somewhat capacitated. He grabs the uh, he grabs the baby again, um, and Vigo is stuck back in the painting, but he's not dead yet. And he ends up possessing Ray. Uh, yeah, again, but this time for realsies. Yeah, and so Ray is kind of turned into Damon face for a second, but then they blast him with the slime, just like they had Janos earlier. We didn't mention that. But <laughs> well, they, the good, the positive positively charged, charged slime. slime. And uh, um, then they, while they're doing that, they're also zapping the painting with their uh, proton packs. Mm-hmm. And, and that kills Vigo, done. Kills Vigo, done. Ray's okay. They magically get a painting... In place of the Vigo, the Carpathian painting, there's a painting of the four Ghostbusters. In with, Renaissance garb, like in a very r- romantic uh, painting of so like a cartoonish the There's in like in, in, in togas. Yeah. I mean like the era of romance. Oh, right, yeah. They're very, like a Raphaelite uh, Ghostbusters. Yeah. They're in togas. They have laurels around their head. They're holding Oscars. Like they're holding symbolic things. Like I think... I think uh, Peter Venkman's holding a sword, yeah. and uh, Winston is holding the Roman fasce, and it's just ridiculous stuff. Yeah, that was, w- and it's not the really explained. Thing. Yeah, they're just oh look what happened, um, and then uh, we've got and then credits. That's it. That's they're back in action. Oh, Lewis. While, oh right! While this is happening, Lewis is outside. He's suited up, uh, and he, he's ready to be a Ghostbuster, yeah. which is a funny kind of side scene that we get to cut back to. And then, as he's uh, blasting the wall outside, which we already learned it doesn't do anything, right? Uh, the guys are doing the thing inside, and so as soon as he starts shooting, the the wall of slime goes away, and he thinks he did it, which is awesome. Right, it's pretty cool. Um, so that's Ghostbusters too. That is Ghostbusters too. We made it through. What'd you think? Uh, I thought it was, uh, I, I liked it a lot. I thought um, Peter Venkman, I feel like, though, carries more weight. I mean, I think he carries a lot of Ghostbusters 1, yeah. but he carries, I think, even more of this film. Like, if he wasn't in it, and this is why I got so nervous when Ghostbusters 3 talk was still going on, yeah. um, that he wouldn't be in it, and they were like, we're going to go ahead anyway. I'm like, please don't. Please don't please do that. Please that. Yeah. don't do that. <laughs> uh, he He carries a lot of the weight here. He's very funny, and I think... Um, a lot of it is him just sort of. Dick Bill Murray has a way of like ordering coffee and it being funny, yeah. and so he's able to deliver lines that aren't necessarily wouldn't read as laugh lines in the script. He's yeah. able to deliver them in a way that makes you laugh. We were he's very charming. We were commenting as as the movie went on. We're like, do you think there were scenes that weren't written with Finkman in it that they were just like, ah, fuck it, bring Murray in, bringing him in? Yeah. So I mean, he he does carry a lot of the the humor of the movie. There's other elements. Other people get some beats. Uh, Egon gets a lot of funny beats. I always like Egon. He's always my, my next favorite after Venkman, but he's definitely like a, like a still a sidekick. And Janine and Lewis are are funny together. Yeah. Um, and, and Janos Poha, I would say is the, the, the rookie of the year on this one. Sports. (laughs) Sports. Sports. Balls and such. And refs. I think 50 yard lines. I don't get the sort of, hate for this movie. Well, like, I think it got a lot of hate at the time, which I think is understandable. I, I understand the logic of it because one thing I will say about this movie is that I have a rule with comedies. Like if you make me laugh, I don't really care if you are predictable. Right. And I have sort of the same thing I have with romantic comedies. I'm like, I know what the general plot of a romantic comedy right. is. If you can make me laugh or make me feel romantic, then fine. Right. Just do it. 
But if you don't do those things, I'm really going to hold it against you. And I feel like this movie is funny, but it is, it goes through a lot of effort in the first third of the movie to get us to the exact same point we were at at the beginning of Ghostbusters 1. Everyone has been disgraced. No one believes in ghosts in a city that in this universe was attacked by, you know, a hundred foot marshmallow man just five years ago. (laughs) It's like if everyone forgot about 9-11 five years later. Yeah. And like, why are we in this war? When they were told specifically to never forget. Right, exactly. Um, So... That's a little frustrating that, that it's like, well, we, we already went through this. Like, why, are, why, is, why is Dana and Peter Venkman apart again? We, we spent all of the last movie, them getting together. Why does no one believe in ghosts? We spent all of the last movie, like, confirming that there are ghosts. So that's a little frustrating that the movie does a lot of narrative work trying to, like, retrocon back to the beginning of the first one, almost. It's almost like a reboot of the series. They, there's almost, like, no effort like everything they have to do over again they have to reestablish themselves they have to re-legitimize themselves i think so it's just not done, a fault if they had just done 10 years instead of five though i think it would have been totally <laughs> no i'm serious because like right. people forget like five years they start to forget for sure <laughs> uh-huh but i mean like 10 years it's like it never happened so we're sort of having the same store general story over again it's i'm not, not saying that that makes yeah. it a horrible movie but it's sort of like you couldn't like do something new. It's sort of like the new Star Wars movie where I enjoyed it, but the yeah. more I get away from it, I'm like, wait a minute, that was just I mean, the you, last Star Wars. That was just the first Star Wars movie over again. You explaining that sounds like it would be frustrating, right. but I didn't feel that other than the one scene where... I'm like, not Winston, saying I'm frustrated by yeah. it because I'm enjoying myself because it's funny, but I can understand the logic, like a film critic coming in and going, this is just Ghostbusters again. Yeah, but I feel like they did something different with it. I mean, like they they did carry a lot of that like in the beginning kind right. of to go like okay well what what's the setup like how are we going to get them back together all that kind of stuff sure but, and i mean they're all these people are really funny comedic actors and so it engages me in a way where i'm like i like these characters i like seeing them bounce off each other yeah. i do like the janine lewis thing like yeah why don't we get these two nerds together right <laughs> i like that i i i think that vigo as a, like a villain is kind of hit or miss yeah whereas i like gozer even though it's still a made-up thing and yeah there's no, I never feel like Vigo's really a threat. He's almost like Sauron in Lord of the Rings, where right. he's just sort of there. You just keep like, talking hey, about Hey, you how gotta powerful. be careful about this guy. He's, he's fucking messed up, man. He'll mess your shit up yeah. later. Like, you know, if you get close to him in later. In the third movie. But, you know, yeah. look out, because he's dangerous. <laughs> Let me keep telling you instead of showing you how dangerous he is. Sure. Yeah, that's so true. that's a little frustrating. And I think, honestly, the climax maybe the weakest that's part true. of the movie. Because when I was thinking about it, watching it for the first time, I think this is the first time realizing it, realizing that the Ghostbusters don't really do all that much during the climax. Yeah. Like, it's all about, oh, thank God this happened on New Year's Eve so right. that people singing outside will weaken Vigo so that we can shoot him with the stuff that we shoot everyone with. <laughs> like there wasn't <laughs> even that a, thing again. There wasn't even a crossing the streams moment. I guess the closest is the old Lang Syne, but that's not them, like, making an af- active choice right. to be like, we have to do this really dangerous thing that we warned you is super dangerous. Like, the middle part of movies like this are always my favorite, though. Like, where... Right. Like, the, the climax is always kind of like, okay, now... Because you kind of have to be serious in the climax of a movie. I mean, they yeah. get quips and they get little things, but it's like it's not the funny part. I think that's always the the the, the tricky part of an action comedy. Yeah. Well, is like we have, once you get to the action, it's like 
do we stop with the comedy yeah. or we have business to do? You know, we have to right. get over the hump of the of the climax and like you can't do that and be really funny. You can again if you, you can do if you're too funny, it. if you're too funny, you take like the threat of danger away. Exactly. Yeah. And so no one feels that threatened. Vigo's stuck in a painting for most of the movie. Yeah. So it's not he doesn't feel all that threatening. The slime is also kind of a vague thing. Yeah. It is, but I guess uh like having some qualms with it is not my confusion because like right. yeah it's not a perfect movie and and it wasn't like I'm not saying it's the best thing ever but also like it's, it has a fifty percent on Rotten oh, Tomatoes it? yeah it's pretty like been pretty berated and I growing up I didn't ever think about that because you know we this movie came out when we were seven mm-hmm. and like of course I liked it it's ghosts and like goofy stuff <laughs> yeah and, like, goofy things happening yeah. Um, but like watching it now, like I don't get the level of. I think also, I mean, I, the other other flaw I would put on it, and again, I'm saying I like this movie, but this is the yeah. other flaw is that it does kind of have a hokiness to it that the first one doesn't have. Everyone, the first one had a hokiness to it. No, 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 I'm saying the second one has hokiness to it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think the first one does too. No, I mean this. This is the part of the hokiness. We all just gotta, you know, believe. Oh yeah, that yeah, thing. Yeah. I'm okay. like, uh, yeah. Everyone's so mean in New York. If we just come together, we'll defeat the ghosts. Yeah. That part, I'm like, uh-huh. can we cross the streams? Can we do the stream crossing? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. So. I think those sort of things sort of hurt See, it a to little me, bit. So, like, to me, the first movie is an A, mm-hmm. and this movie is like a B plus. And yeah. uh, like, the reaction seems to be like the first movie is an A, the second movie is like an F. Or a well, D I think or people something. our age. I mean, a lot of people. I mean, I'm sexually surprised by the reaction we've gotten on Facebook because I thought this. Did was you say you're be, sexually surprised. I'm sexually surprised. <laughs> I'm actually surprised by the reaction we've gotten on Facebook because I thought this might be like a true Beverly Hills where, where people were like, yeah, I kind of like that movie or I kind of vaguely remember, but like people have been really excited about us doing this movie. Yeah. So I think there is sort of a, I mean, I don't want to say that it's, it's a cult movie cause it was a hit movie, right? Yeah. but I think it's gotten a little more up in the estimation as like the kids who as grew up watching yeah. it have liked it, which is not always a good thing as we like to report on this show. That's yeah. not always a good thing, but I, I think it, it gets kind of maligned. I mean, I think if you're going in for an action movie that builds on the last one, you're going to be disappointed. But sure. if you're going in knowing that, a lot of it's going to be a lot of these guys wisecracking. Well, and I think, you know, it might be different if we had decided to watch both movies, like back to back. Right. We got to let this one, I mean, we've seen... Stand on its own. Yeah, we got kind of got to watch this one on its own without a direct comparison to the first one, other than the fact that it's a pretty clear comparison to the first one on itself. But I mean, without kind of watching one after the other, which was my mistake one time with back to the future is I watched them like back to back. And I was like the second one, which I've always liked. Uh I was like, Oh, (laughs) this is significantly less well done. You know what I mean? Just in Uh general. And that's, it's a lot more convoluted. That's what happens with sequels in a lot of of cases. So, all right, what's your verdict? Well, I want to say one more thing before yeah. we move on, because I meant to say this. I had already been planning the whole movie to say this, and then I forgot to say it. But the Winston thing also... <laughs> Suck on that, Vigo. Uh, the one. Winston thing um, yeah. was also weird. And it that is weird. It is also another like retread of the first one, where he's not included until about halfway through the movie. And yeah. it's like, why did you... I mean, he's he's already an established part of the Ghostbusters. And the first one, apparently, like according to Ernie Hudson, his part got cut down severely during the first Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Um, and that might be understandable uh, where, I mean, 
Dan Aykroyd and and uh, Bill Murray and Harold Ramis are you know the beds. friends are the yeah. beds the the central relationship in that that movie. So I understand that, but this one he's just sort of relegated to the sidelines, and I'm just like, why? Yeah, it is. A Give little... him something to do. Like, let why can't he just be on trial with you? Give him something to do. It seemed really. Uh, I was really frustrated because kind of arbitrary because it, it didn't add. It, it, it only didn't make added any confusion. Sense. They didn't give story. any reason for it. Yeah. He's just like not included. Yeah. Well, and they could have even like, I don't know, given him a personality trait like he was cantankerous. And so he was like always, but he was like all up for anything. He was like yeah. on everybody's side. He like saved the day a couple of yeah. times and like, which is cool. They gave him that to do, but then he'd be like gone. In the and then he'd be scene. gone for like stretches of the movie. And yeah. then he'd be back for a scene like, oh, there's Winston. I, it makes me wonder if there was an, again, a B story. That we didn't see. Oh, I don't think so. I think he's just not that in the core of the group. Yeah. But because he's a Ghostbuster, it's just, it becomes weird that he's not yeah. being included. It just seems weird that you would give a storyline, which I enjoyed, but that you give a storyline to Lewis and Janine, but not uh-huh. a Ghostbuster. <laughs> right. Yeah, but Or just anyway. include him in their adventures. Yeah, you don't even need to give him his own storyline. Just like throw him in with the other guys. Yeah. Give him a couple lines. Yeah. Anyway. It was weird. Yeah, it was strange. Not right. saying it was race based. I mean, it is awfully weird, uh, inconvenient that the guy that you're the in, black guy is not included. African American in the, the entire time. movie is the only guy who gets kind of the character shaft. Yeah, it's, it's weird. No, not the character shaft. No, that would they, actually no make one sense. played the character shaft in this movie. <laughs> uh, so my final words, I would say, my inner child was not an idiot. This is a pretty good movie. I agree. Uh, I mean, it's not Ghostbusters, but yeah. I don't think anyone expected that. I never, like, I always liked the first one better, even though I also like this one. I've probably seen this one more often, but I think yeah. because it was more cartoonish, it was, like, on TV more. I saw this one because we had Showtime at the time that we had yeah. it, and it was being played nonstop. So I saw it all the time. But, yeah, I would say overall, I mean, it's pretty predictable. It follows the same beats as Ghostbusters 1, and uh, so sure. that's kind of... Annoying, but if you're going in for to watch Bill Murray and Harold Ramis and Dan Aykroyd bounce off yep. of each other, and a cute baby, there is a cute baby. Well, that's it for us. Uh, if you agree or disagree, feel free to email us at your inner child is an idiot at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter, you can find us on Facebook, you can find us on Tumblr, you can find us on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, um, all the other things, just like do a Google search or something. You can find uh, Damon's uh, comic, truefordcomic.com. You can find my music on djphillips.com. You can find uh, love at okcupid.com. Um, you can find uh, good wares at marthastewart.com. She's got yeah, great she's recipes. Yeah, she's got great stuff. Enameled pots if you need them. Mm-hmm. Those are good and sturdy. Thanks for listening. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Happy New Year. For all me. Oh, we oh, defeated God. Vigo just by singing this song. Scooby-Doo. But the Ghostbusters get all the goddamn credit.